1: Thank you, welcome everyone. Thank you so much for being here today. It's a joy to be with you all. And thank you for those of you at home for joining us. We really appreciate you being here. Ooh, okay. We are trying out a new microphone today. So, Mark says I have to stand here, but I can't stand there. So, I'm standing right here. So I'm so grateful to be with you here today. My topic is honor the mystery, embrace the change. And we have been working, the community has been working together to go through a healing process called the new minister co-creation process. And it's an opportunity for us to come, well, I'm gonna explain more about that later. Let me, uh, let me, first of all, I want to acknowledge the community the ministers, the practitioners, the board of trustees, and the co-creation committee. Thank you so much for your willingness and your service for how you came together to do this practice together. I want to thank uh, Reverend Robert and Karen Gifford of Wings of Prayer Ministry in Florida. Robert served as our tech support on Zoom this weekend and last weekend, and Karen was held high watch for us. So thank you so much for your gracious service. And every one of you contributed to the process with your intention, and so I'm so grateful with your intention and your prayer. So what I wanna do is share the experience with you today and reflect where we are now in the process and how you can participate in this process. So on Saturday, April 15, congregants came together to participate in the first part of the process, and this is to share the principles of co-creation. And there's two main themes of that day, to have the experience, the power of group agreement, and to have a new experience, a new realization. And so as we begin to do the work of co-creation, we honor the understanding that inside of us, we all carry a minister, right? There's that inner knowing inside of us. And it's formed out of our past experiences. Some of those pluses, some of those minuses, but we have those experiences. And we tend to out picture what we experienced before. We see a new minister through the filter of our beliefs. And so we, what we did was a, an upgrade process. We upgraded our experience of what we believe minister is. And what that looked like is it allowed us to come to a new idea, like looking at the old beliefs and creating a new way of looking at it. And we did healing work with a practice called Fear to Faith that helps us understand the experience of the past and bring it into the, into the present moment for healing. So this was a very important healing process for us individually and collectively. And it established the foundation for the team of 12 that did the covenant creation work that happened this Friday and Saturday. And so I want to acknowledge those co-creation committee members um, I'm gonna ask you to stand at the end of this. Kay Cushing, Jason Hutchinson, Erin Rhonda Hurt, Debbie Pettijohn, Reverend Marilyn Sprague, Katherine Richer, Sean Larkin, Helen McCann, Rick Smith, Kathy Batten, Beverly Simpson, and Susan Fireback. So if, you would, if you're here, would you stand please so we can acknowledge you? So what they did, they, they did a lot of homework. They had a, lo- a lot of homework, a big homework assignment of reading and listening and, and uh, taking to get ready to do this work. And so they worked not without you, but on your behalf. They were invited because they represent different segments of our community, and they were committed to do the work. And I was so moved by their commitment and their willingness to spend that amount of time and to participate in this process. And so this group did powerful healing work to bring about the sacred covenant that we're going to read together today. Because the idea is we, we attract what is like our thought, right? Science of mind, we attract what's like our thought. So what was revealed out of the work together in the sacred covenant is a new thought, a new idea, being open to newness. So the sacred covenant is not a wish list for the next minister. So, oh, I'm gonna stay right here. <laughs> it's, it's not a wish list, but it's a list of spiritual attributes, which are really about spiritual vision for your new minister. What's crucial is that we have to embody and realize within us the qualities we want to experience in a new minister, right? I do this in relationship uh, classes, that, that if, you, if we want a new relationship, we have to be the person we want to be right, that we want to attract. We have to be that person that we want to attract. So it's the same thing, we have to acknowledge and embody in ourselves what we want to bring forth in our new minister. And this is a very powerful time in the life of this community whenever one welcomes in a new minister. And we acknowledge everybody that has served this community Think about it. Every minister, practitioner, board member, volunteer, every person that you've made contact with along your spiritual journey in this center has played a part in your evolution, right? They've played a part in your spiritual growth. And so how grateful we are for everyone that has brought us to this sacred moment. So we're here to welcome newness. The sacred covenant that we're all going to read today is intended to create an experience with you of your new minister that will help call this, this person to you. You'll notice that some of the statements are written as an I am affirmation. And it's because, it's, like I said, it's important for us to acknowledge and embody those statements for ourselves. This is pure science of mind. We have to have the mental equivalent inside of us of that we want to attract. This experience is a very mature process. I think very often what we want to do in life is fill out of an order form and give it to God, right? <laughs> Please bring me this just like this, so they'll do what I want them to do, so they'll be the way I want, to be, I want them to be, right? It's not, it's not like that. It's not like that. We're working on a much deeper level in this process. It's about each of us stepping up into newness, becoming what we want to be, becoming the best that we can be. We say that the truth known is demonstrated. So the covenant that we're going to read declares how you see your, your experience of your new minister being unfolding in time and space. In other words, how spirit is going to move through you to call into space the new minister who will love you and serve you in your divine unfoldment. So I invite you, wherever you are and here together, we're going to stand. And does everyone have a copy of this pretty purple page? So let's stand up, and we're going to read this together. And those of you at home, I welcome you, invite you to stand up if you'd like. Okay. There is only one life. This life is good. This life is God. This life is my life now. In knowing that I am one with this life that is God, I therefore know that I am one with all of its blessed expressions, which includes the presence of a new minister for my beloved spiritual community, Portland Center for Spiritual Living. Because I know that the highest purpose of my new minister Is to express spirit I therefore know that my new minister is a revelation of spirit as wisdom I further know that my new minister is the fulfillment of that which has been promised by God for it is written to realize that God is ever present ever available is to know that all the wisdom, intelligence, and power of the universe is right where you are. As I stand in agreement with my beloved community, I see my new minister before me as lighting this safe space in unity, love, and belonging. I now intend to experience my new minister in full cooperation and in agreement with my community knowing the truth about myself or I am inspired to align with divine wisdom so that all around me feel uplifted, strengthened, and loved. I am calling forth the awareness of oneness as my source of universal truth. I am demonstrating the power of love in leading and guiding PCSL in its expression of wholeness and abundance. I am expressing passion for providing broad educational opportunities for spiritual growth and experiences both in person and virtually. I am nurturing modern families, engaging our communities and standing up for a diverse equitable and inclusive society as i now accept the highest expression of a new minister into my life i know that they will be revealed that will express spirit and serve the highest and greatest good all those I am grateful, God is gracious, and so it is. And so it is. Thank you. You can be seated. So you have just spoken your new minister into being. Isn't that exciting? So you are formally in a time of change. You've been in a time of change, but now it it kicks up a notch. So I have three invitations for you. One, to come into agreement with each other around this sacred covenant that you just read. Sacred means holy, and covenant means agreement. Allow yourself to align with the words that were spoken here. Let your heart say yes. There is space, if you notice on that form, there's space for you to fill in your own intentions, your own personal intentions. I invite you to write them as an I am affirmation. It's done that way because it's important for you to, to affirm what it is that you want to experience for yourself. It reads as an I am statement, so we can begin to embody these statements. It's not about ordering a minister who will do everything we tell them to do, but it's about us being that person and expressing that. This is about co-creating a new experience. And this is a very different process than most people experience. Most people, it's about going out and doing something. But what we know from the teaching is that it has to start inside first. We have to do the healing. We have to get right with the world inside of us before we can allow the, the outside world to come in, that we demonstrate that by our, own, by our own growth, by our own practice. Every moment of this process was really surrendered to spirit for the highest and greatest good. So you are invited to come into agreement and read this every day. Post it where you can see it. Say yes. As the group speaks it together in group mind, that's when things begin to happen. So it's very easy in a time of change for people to pull in different directions. And so this is a great opportunity. What this practice does is it provides us the opportunity to come together. We come together in one purpose with one vision. The second is honor the mystery of the process. You are not where you were, and you're not where you're going to be. Right? It's not about how it was, and it's not about how it's going to be. My friend, Dr. Kathy Hearn, calls this being firmly planted in midair.
0: <laughs>
1: We're being firmly planted in midair because it's a, a free float, and but the firmness of faith is what is underneath us. You are standing in deep faith, and you are in a process that leads to the revelation of a new minister. You don't know how or who it's going to be or how that's going to happen. But by reading the covenant, there's an energy and a vibration that's going out. And somewhere, a minister is receiving inspiration. And they're thinking, oh, I think I'm ready for a change. Where do I want to go? And all the light from Portland is pulling them here. This is a mysterious and mystical process about oneness. You are calling in the right person. The practice is to be in the free float. Just be in the free float and allow the process to happen. Enjoy the feeling. Take it one step at a time. All you can do is take the step that you're on. Our human personality wants to know what's ahead, right? Yeah, we want to know what's going to happen next. Well, in this practice, we only can do the step we're in. We're taking one step at a time. The sacred covenant is the guide. It's the spiritual guide that will lead us in the direction that we want to go. Let your heart say yes. Add your personal intentions so they're, they're real for you, they're true for you, and they speak to you. I invite you to embrace the words of our beloved teacher, Emma Curtis Hopkins. She said, There is good for me and I ought to have it. Right? There's good for me and I ought to. Well, let's expand that and say, There's good for us and we ought to have it. Will you say that with me? There's good for us and we ought to have it. Let's say that again. There is good good for us and and we ought ought to to have it. Once more. There is good for us, and we ought to have it. And And so it is. So know that for yourself. Speak that for yourself. As you know that individually, you're helping to add to the collective. So I know that there's good for me, and I ought to have it. I know that, and I expect that. And so my three invitations come into agreement, honor the mystery, and the third one is embrace the change. Here's the thing. We are very clever beings. We human beings are. And we have very interesting ways of resisting change, right? Several years ago, I realized I, I love change, but I don't want anything to be different, <laughs> right? Right? I, I want the newness, but, but let's not change that. Let's keep it the way it is. But, Think about it, life is in a state of change all the time. We're always in a state of change. It's important to let that in. It's important to open our hearts and our minds and let change happen. See yourself and experience yourself in a place of newness. What's the newness you want in your life? It might be something new, a new relationship, new job, new uh, health, health experience. Whatever it is for you, claim that for yourself. So for me, this brings up the contemplation of what kind of mind do we bring to change. And there's two stories. And the first story is from the gospel. It's the parable of the sower from the Gospel of Matthew. So the farmer went out to sow seeds. And some of the seeds fell by the wayside, and the birds devoured them. Some of the seeds fell on stony ground. And they grew, but they didn't have enough roots. So the sun scorched them, and they died. Some of the seeds fell on thorns. And the thorns grew, and it choked the plants. And there was no fruit. But some seeds fell on good ground. The plants grew. The fruit increased 30, 60, 100 fold. The parable is about us and our minds. What kind of mind do we bring to change? The wayside mind is hard and resistant and impenetrable and is stuck in the past and does not allow anything to take root. The stony soil is a mind that has a little bit of spiritual practice, a little bit of soil to root the plant, but no spiritual practice. Nothing to deepen the growth. The plants sprout up, but they wither or die from the heat of the sun or actually the heat of life. The thorny ground has the deep, right soil, but it's a kind of ground that's filled with negativity and criticism, and it chokes off anything new that begins to sprout. Have you ever known anyone like that? They try to do something, but the negativity and the self-criticism chokes it off. But then there is the good, deep, rich soil, which is the mind that is open, creative, and allows newness to take root and begin to grow. So the question for each of us is, what kind of mind am I willing to bring to change? We often reach for the good, but we have the qualities that stop us. You have the power to choose the kind of mind, the awareness, and the attitude that you bring to change and that you bring to the process. The second story is a Zen story from the East. And there was a a student who went to visit a, a Zen master. And the Zen master invited him in for tea. And so while the Zen master was preparing the tea, the student began to talk. And he talked, and he talked, and he talked. And the Zen master patiently went about preparing the tea. And finally, the tea was ready, and the student was still talking. So the Zen master took the little teacup, and he began to pour the tea. And he poured the tea, and the tea was overflowing. Well, the student was still talking, right? (laughs) But he suddenly saw that the tea was overflowing, and he jumped up, and he said, what are you doing? The tea is overflowing the cup. And the master said, how can I teach you anything when your mind is so full? How can I teach you anything when your mind is so full? When we think we know the answer, when we think we know it all, there's no room for anything new. When we're receptive and open to newness and change, we allow the experience to come in. We allow that change to take place. This is, these are two stories from two different traditions, but they're about the same thing. How open are we? How open are our minds and hearts for newness to come in? Newness wants to take root here. We allow it to happen. This is a deeply loving and caring community with a lot of compassion. Don't you agree? A lot of wonderful, amazing people here. You, everyone here, I know has a commitment to a a spiritual life, spiritual evolution. So the sacred covenant is a roadmap to having fertile soil and fertile thinking. And it, it allows you to empty your cup, be open and receptive to all that spirit has in store. So what is people often at, what's going to happen next? We have our sacred covenant now. So Reverend Julie Lobato is, uh, one of the leaders at home office, and she is going to be guiding the board on the next steps. That The board will be creating a candidating packet, and that will go on the website. And then ministers who are looking for positions will go on the website, and they get to read and see. And your sacred covenant is going to be there. It's going to be an indication of what is important for this community. Reverend Julie... Well, they apply to Reverend Julie. Reverend Julie will send candidates that best meet our our needs for this center. And so your committee will invite them to speak on Sunday and do a workshop. And there'll be uh, always an opportunity for members to vote. That's why Sandy explained so beautifully, thank you, Sandy, and so thoroughly, if you want to participate, become a member. Please. please become a member so you can be part of this process. And not just to be part of the process, but to have ownership in the community. It's really about having ownership in the community, that this is your spiritual community, this is your spiritual home, where you do your work, where you you live and grow with each other. So there is no timeline for this process. There's no timeline, that there's a, uh, a lot of work has to be done before we, the packet can be prepared, and that will go on the website. And so how, however long that takes, um, trust the process. The new minister will arrive in the perfect time. If you're anxious about the process, please see a practitioner. Come talk to me. Talk to a board member. Do your, do your own work. This is an amazing opportunity to trust the process and trust leadership. You have an amazing board and a powerful group of practitioners that love this center, that are devoted to this center. So trust them, trust the process, trust spirit. I love what Ernest Holmes says. He says, the highest attitude of mind from which all else springs is one of perfect calm and absolute trust in spirit. Perfect calm and absolute trust. We're open and receptive. In the meanwhile, read your sacred covenant. Read it as often as you can. Let your heart say yes. And you will be deepening the consciousness to allow a new person who is in alignment with everything that's stated to come forward. So this is an opportunity to be in practice together. And to just know it's going to happen in its right time, and there's no hurry. In the meantime, we're going to be going about our business as usual. I am here for the long haul, as long as it takes. So we're going to be doing this work together and and welcoming in the new minister. Prepare your mind and your heart to do the consciousness work. Keep your eyes on the good that you have claimed. Let's say that again. Let's say, look at your neighbor and say, there's good for you, and you ought to have it. There's good for you, and you ought to have it. (laughs) Then put your hand on your heart. There's good for me, and I ought to have it. There's good for me, and I ought to have it. And now open your hands. There's good for us, and we ought to have it. There's good for us, and we we ought to have it. Yes, let's bring this together in prayer. So just taking a breath, knowing that the one power, the one presence, that one life, that infinite source of goodness is right here and right now. And each of us is that individualized presence of the Spirit, is of that oneness. And so what I know is the sacredness of this time is being revealed in each of us, that each of us holds that seed for love to grow, for newness to come, for us to be open and receptive. I know that something magnificent is being hap- happening within each one of us, and that as we grow, as we expand, as we step into the newness, something powerful is being revealed individually, and collectively. I give thanks for the new minister co-creation process, for everything that happened, for how it all came together, and how it was demonstrated so beautifully. I am grateful for this community, for everyone that has stepped up, and for all the infinite possibilities to co- yet to be revealed. How grateful I am. I give thanks for this recognition. I give thanks for all the work that's been done. I give thanks for the newness that we are about to receive. And I release this word in deep gratitude with an open heart. And together we affirm, and so it is, and so it is. Blessings.
0: We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. Our inspirational service is at 11 a.m. every Sunday. We also have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are in your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.